joining us at movies 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 that's so cute oh, i didn't expect to see you here so honestly from the bottom of my heart and from the heart of movies 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 thank you so much for joining us this morning my name's andre shannon and i'm really just here to talk to you about cinema and not how over the week i thought i had throat gonorrhea but it was actually just a piece of popcorn lodged in the back of my throat that got stuck during the press screening of the many saints of newark because then afterwards, everyone was quoting The Sopranos at me, and it wasn't pretty. What have I been up to this week? Uh, I watched the trailer to Matrix Resurrections again, and I cried again. I had a power nap during Jane Campion's The Power of the Dog. That's a power nap in The Power of the Dog. Jen had the pleasure of interviewing Dash Shaw, who's a fabulous American cartoonist, who's associated with the canon of Fantagraphics, Drawers. For those who don't know, Fantagraphics is a Seattle-based publishing house that specializes in graphic novels, cartoons, comic strips. But yeah, we're talking to Dash Shaw about his new film, uh, CryptoZoo, which is screening at Sydney Film Festival. It's described as a richly drawn, hallucinatory world of 70s California populated by a cast of folkloric creatures. It's basically just this menagerie of magical animals, monsters, and kind of has a fairy tale quality that is both silly and also kind of spooky. I think there's an allegory in there somewhere. I'm not going to lie, I fell asleep in this film, but Jen didn't, and Jen also caught up with the creator of the film to talk about animation. So please enjoy, and also, if you haven't, hop onto the SFF website to buy tickets to the film festival. Things are selling the F out. And also, if you're low on cashiola, we can help you out with a ticket, with a double pass, actually. Just follow us on movies underscore movies underscore movies on Instagram for more details on how to win tickets. So, please, enjoy. My name's Dash Shaw. I'm the writer-director of CryptoZoo. Do you have a question for the cards? I'm looking for someone. On movies, movies, movies. You see things in the world. Love that, right? I think that's great. I should not have to hide it. Can you think, just like for people who've never heard of CryptoZoo, of a way to describe like what a cryptid is, what they look like, what your style is? Um, cryptids are imaginary beings. You know, they're being that. I think that that's their most like dominant feature is that they are imaginary. That's my perspective on them. So whether that means, you know, a Baku from, from Japanese mythology, that's a, a dream eating hybrid creature, or, you know, most famously a unicorn. Um, and uh, that's how it is in the world of, of CryptoZoo, my movie. The style of the movie, I, you know, I've had to explain it to, to people. <laughs> and, and everyone has a, uh, I have no idea if, if my explanation is, is, is good, I call it a pop art collage. Some things are liquid light, some things are pencil, some things are watercolor. Um, and the pop art component is that it's inside of like 
a blockbuster spectacle movie. It's like Jurassic Park, you know, it's like, it's a big, it's like a big epic, you know, disaster movie. So that's why I call it that. But, but other, uh, you know, other people have called it like Jurassic Park and, you know, um, Fantastic Planet. I wanted to ask you if like all the Fanagraphics artists just like hang out in one big house or if you guys just like never see each other ever. A dilapidated building in Seattle. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're all spread out. Um, I like that feeling, though, because there is a wonderful camaraderie among cartoonists because it's such a uh, um, it, it requires an unusual, I think, personality type to devote oneself to that activity where it's so much work and you're really world building in your head. And um, financially, it's it's you know, borderline insane to devo devote yourself to it. Um, so we're all in the same uh, mental house. I was listening to this Laurie Anderson profile a couple of days ago where she was saying like, she has this mantra when she's like working on creative stuff. Is it simple enough? Is it crazy enough? Is it beautiful enough? Is it stupid enough? Is it complicated enough? Do you, do you have a mantra going into CryptoZoo? Hmm. Well, I think what she's pointing to is it has to have contradictory um, elements or impulses inside of it. And that's definitely been true with the, the things that I work on. You know, the one way of thinking of, about that is like there's work that's kind of um, the singular self, one tone, one wavelength. And then there's work that's like the fractured self, you know, someone who is who is, like she said, both simple and complicated. Um, so all of the things I do, I think they're definitely more in the fractured self camp or kind of in the collage artist camp in that it's about kind of juxtapositions in both, you know, different artworks next to each other. And also like someone is saying something, but we can see by what they're doing that they maybe are not following what they're saying, you know, um, those kind of contradictions. Um, I have some things that um, aren't really mantras, but I have um, on a, I, my, my studio has tall magnet boards and I have some things written on, on them. And one of them, this is very, very art school of me but there's a Balzac quote from the unknown masterpiece that is um, one can't be uh, a, a maker of pictures and a connoisseur of pictures at the same time, which, which means you can't, in the act of creation, you can't, you can't criticize. Look at it later with a critical eye, but in the moment of making, have that critical eye off. Um, and I think that's really true it's, it's, um, that can be, um, dehabilitating, you know, to, to be, um, have the judging on while you're actually drawing, you know, draw and then judge later with movies. Um, you know, I don't have like an evil producer that's telling me to change things, to make things more commercial. I haven't experienced that, but I do have like you know, I make these movies with my wife, Jane, and like, I love her. And she, she will give, tell me something, you know, my producer who I, who I'm not married to, but I also love differently than Jane <laughs> will give me opinions. And um, so I have to kind of decide how to 
um, act on all of these different, um, you know, notes or, or um, opinions. It's especially difficult with the kind of things that I make because if it, I can see why, you know, so many movies have kind of locatable emotional responses like a horror movie, you know, people are scared, it works, you know? Like it's undeniable that someone jumped at that moment and the music wor worked and people were scared or a comedy, people laughed, you know, maybe they didn't like this or that and other, but still they have, a, they had a um, locatable response with CryptoZoo, especially it's, it's much murkier territory where, you know, moments are kind of funny and kind of scary. And it's kind of a combination of things someone you like a character even if you disagree with what they're doing and so maybe you don't like them these kind of things um make it harder to kind of uh judge it's but but those are the things that um also make it worth doing i hope i was a teenager that was like right at you know in the 90s there was a great american independent cinema boom and it was the same time that there was an anime boom in the united states and I kind of saw the connection between, you know, Godard and independent cinema, unusual cinema, experimental cinema, um, and, you know, Speed Racer and um, Akira and, and the kind of limited, limited animation in particular, animation that limits the number of drawings. Um, that was, and in, especially as so many of those Japanese cartoons were made by comic book artists and inspired by comics. So, you know, at like seven, you know, as a teenager, I sort of thought, okay, independent cinema, anime, you know, these things are related. It felt like a mode that totally made sense to me, you know, from knowing comics. And it was a unique cinematic mode, meaning it's different than, you know, different than Pixar, different than, um, a live action it's like okay there's like a specific poetic beauty to um these kind of limited animation cartoons that that just three thousand percent made sense to me and i thought i really really wanted to kind of contribute in my own way to it that i could do something unique in that mode yeah we've been like i don't think i've ever seen an independent animation at Sydney Film Festival, and we've been recently so addicted to these, like, Hungarian hand-drawn animations on movie. Like, every couple of weeks they're coming out, and they're so good. And I was like, the second I looked at the program, all I wanted was something more of that, because it's so rare. And I saw CryptoZoo, and it was so exciting and validating. Um, and also just been dreaming about Medusa, like, all week. I don't know why, like, separate to this, I think. But just, like, these dreams, I have this beautiful snake wig. Um... <laughs> the film actually reminds me of, like the way I've been describing the film is like Spy Kids 2 for adults um, I never that... saw Spy Kids 2 for what? for adults uh, but maybe not maybe for like uh, maybe for like cute 14 year olds uh, that are obsessed with fanographic um, you mentioned in another interview about how this was kind of based on Jane going to like a women's only Dungeons and Dragons like game night yeah she hosted it what was specific about that what was so inspiring about that well, I had to leave, so I couldn't be there. Um, you know, I want these things. I know that I'm, I'm, I, I need Jane 
you know? And so I want to write something that I think Jane would be psyched to do. Um, and she has a great painting style. So I thought she would enjoy painting these cryptids. Um, she painted most of the cryptids in CryptoZoo. Um, you know, that D&D group, I only, only kind of in retrospect, thinking about it, did I think it inspired the mostly female cast of the, of the park, um, of the CryptoZoo park. And also the globe-trotting nature because um, because she had that when we were in Brooklyn um, and it was kind of an early social circle of people that, that came from, out, from outside of the United States and just moved to Brooklyn and they needed to make some friends. And so I don't know how they met on some online forum, they, they met and then would physically go to Jane's house. So I would kind of see them and I was intrigued by all of these different women from all over the world that would um, play Dungeons and Dragons together. Um, so th these are all things that you kind of point to after the fact and be like, well, I, I wrote it around when that was happening. So maybe I was thinking about that or, it, you know, it was written in 2016. So um, everything felt, feels pretty far away now. Thank you so much, Dash, for talking to us. And I love the film and I'm so excited for you to make more. And I actually haven't seen High School Sinking into the Sea. I discovered it through like researching you and it looks amazing. Like, yeah. That's going to be the rest of my day. This podcast is produced by FBI Radio in Sydney. Find more at fbiradio.com slash podcasts.